and welcome to Living My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. Jesse Cove returns to the podcast to discuss his role in Cobra Kai. He is the son of Martin Cove, who plays John Kreese. There was a little bit of a curveball in season three of Cobra Kai with the flashbacks of John Kreese's character. You see Jesse's character, you think it's maybe a young Martin Cove. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If you haven't watched the show, I don't want to spoil it. Jesse talks about just being in the same Cobra Kai universe now as his father. Jesse, great guy, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with him. So Jesse, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Really appreciate it. Of course. I'm yeah, so, so happy now, to be here. Yeah. So now we're in uh, 2021, thankfully. What was last year like for you, you know, being a working actor and just what was the whole experience like? Um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate uh, through COVID. Um, you know, it's, um, it's definitely something to get used to and adjust to. Uh, you know, I've been luckily... I've been lucky enough to work during COVID, which has been great. Um, you know, I just feel very lucky, very fortunate and humbled by all that. Um, you know, I did a movie right at the beginning of COVID. We were like one of three productions in California that were actually, um, that were actually going. And it was a Christmas movie that I did that came out in De- at the end of December. Right. Christmas. That was, you know, I was really lucky. And um, so, you know, and then I did another film after that. And then obviously I had Cobra, Cobra Kai come out. So it's been... I've been really, really fortunate. Um, and um, why? I don't know. But I somehow it, it's, you know, there's a light shining on me somewhere. I guess I did some good deeds somewhere, which I believe that I did. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been, I've been very lucky during this time. So like, what were like the restrictions like put on place on your productions? Like how like strict were they? Um, you know, the, the restrictions on set. Yeah. Um, sorry, let me mute my, uh, my iPad here. It's making all this noise. Um, so they had like, you know, there was obviously social distancing, you right. know, everybody wore masks on set and then, you know, which was very, you know, you had to get, we were doing that already in the real world, but, um, and then, well, that's really loud. Sorry. Uh, we were doing that already in the real world. So when we were on set, you know, which is, you have to really interact with people, right. right? Kind of an intimate level sometimes, so, you know, this, obviously the crew was fantastic. Uh, both sets that I've been on, they were, you know, they, they've all been, um, uh, you know, they did the social distancing and had the guidelines. You know, you rehearse the scene with masks on and then you take them off when the camera's rolling. You're getting tested, you know, sometimes two, three times a week, you know. And um, so, you know, they, they, they run a good ship, I'd yeah. say, for the most part on these, on these crews. Uh, they have to, you know, yeah. because otherwise if someone gets, if someone tests positive for COVID, they, they have to shut down for like two yeah. weeks. There's a lot of time and a lot of money. Right. Um, they have a lot of strict rules. And, and, you know, thankfully that they do that because everybody feels safe and you're able to be creative right. in a safe environment. Yeah. Have you like lost any roles as a result of COVID? Like any of the movies maybe you're working on shut down or anything permanently? I haven't yet. All the sets that I've been on, which have, have been quite a few, literally the, like the, uh, the, the second AD has told me that they usually have had no cases okay. uh, from what I've heard. I've only heard a few like outside, right. you know, that had, but luckily there was one, I was on set and they had this one extra who was really great. He admitted to, to, you know, the producers that he was around a set where someone had COVID and they had to eject him from the set and they paid okay. him his full day's pay. And, you know, he was very gracious about it, but, you know, so it was nice to have those things. And that was basically the closest I've been to that. Okay. It wasn't any like Tom Cruise meltdown or set or anything like that, right? No, no. Well, you know what's funny about that is I, 
I sympathize with Tom for what he what he you I know did. did. Too, yeah. And you know, which I th- I I honestly thank him for doing that because one, he set the bar really high for yeah. people working in the film industry, right? You know, he he's working at such a level that so much is being required of him yeah. that you know other people should remember that. And you know, he's also setting the bar for other movies because if that movie works, then like he said, other movies will then be able to work because right. they show that the, the there's there's proof um, yeah. that their system works. So. Right. I was really glad that he that he did that. And um, I think it was, you know, um, it was important, too, because he was so frustrated with, you know, the, the with, you know, putting other people at risk. Yeah. So, you know, some people said he was a little mean, but I thought he was, you know, I thought he set the standards really well and really high. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, the movie closes, you know, shuts down for him. He'll survive. He'll be OK. But it's, it's the crew members, all the people, you know, the extra. They, they count on it. Right. And, you know, yeah. he was looking out for them as well. Right. And if, okay. if a movie like that, of that caliber gets shut down for two weeks, we're talking millions of dollars. Exactly. So yeah. I'm glad that he made people more aware and conscious of that kind of stuff. Right. Even something as silly as someone taking their mask off and having a, you know, just chatting it up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, like with Cobra Kai, it was great to, you know, to see you on that show. And the show, like the whole series, the third season had a lot of misdirections, uh, you know, start with obviously the flashbacks thinking Terry Silver is one character turns out to not be and then the flashbacks to yours in the diner thinking that you're playing young Kreese being the bully asshole and it turns right. out that you know your your father you know uh, what's in Barrett Carahan who's a fantastic actor and looks almost like your father a young Thank Martin you. Cove played yeah. young John Kreese um, what would you say that experience like in uh, getting the call you know, to be, you know, even in the, in the, in the show. Well, thank you for those comments. That's so nice. Um, you know, I, I never knew that I would be a part of the Cobra Kai or Karate right. Kid universe ever. I just yeah. never knew how that would even be possible, you right. know? And obviously when Cobra Kai came out, I'd be like, Oh, it'd be great to be on the show somehow, or, you know, some character would be so fun to play. And, you know, I'd been around, you know, the, the cast and, you know, for, for a while, just, you know, because yeah. of my dad, of course, and right. everyone's so great. And then I got a call, um, for my manager that they wanted me to come in and I was like, Oh, this is great. And so I, you know, I studied, I really studied hard for this. I really wanted to get this, you know, it was just a great opportunity and how could I not, I would be so right. embarrassed if I went in there and just did a terrible job, you know, it'd be, be terrible. <laughs> so I went in there uh, and funny in the audition room, I, you know, they, I didn't really know much of what the story was going to be or that I was going to be, you know, maybe this young John Kreese or not. I had no idea. And when I went in there, I said to them, I was like, you know, how much of a, how much of a, of a, you know, I guess the word I use, I think I said, how much of a dick do you want this guy to be? Yeah, you know, right. how much of a jerk do you want him to be? And they were like, yeah. we want full blown, horrible bully. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll give it to you. Yeah. And so I went in there, I did that about a week and a half later, I got the call from my manager that they, that I got it, that they loved what I did. And I was just, I was over the moon. Yeah. I was so excited. I, I just right. couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. And I told my dad, he was already down in Atlanta at the time shooting season three. Okay. And um, so I flew down there yeah. about a week early. I did some training, you know, with Hiro Koda from the stunt team. And it was right. incredible. And it was just, I mean, it, it didn't feel real. I mean, it didn't feel real at all. <laughs> yeah. that I was joining this universe, you know? Right. And then obviously you have one of the biggest bullies of, you know, not just the eighties of all time, you know, William Zapka, you probably could have picked his brain and being an ultimate dick as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have this running joke that like, um, you know, that, that like being a, a, a dick or a jerk is like runs in the family, right? 
exactly. Yeah. Right. And you bring up a good point. How important was it to kind of humanize John Kreese? I think it was important for everybody, you know, and, you know, even for my little piece where you thought I was John Kreese, right. you know, you, you kind of, you know, he's bigger than life. And yeah. I think it was important for people to see that he is this human man that everybody, right. that everybody could be yeah. at some point or another, you know, you right. get this, you get this really intimate look at where he came from and what my character did to him and how that affected him and propelled some of the, you know, the endeavors that he went on to, to, to go do in his life. And, you know, including the, you know, it all ties together so beautifully, like, you know, when the captain talks about his, you know, Betsy, who was my girlfriend that, you know, he stole from me, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and her, you know, potentially passing away or whatever, you know, um, and then he it fuels him to become this a little bit of this monster that 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 that, that you see the seed of. And uh, I think it was important. You know, I think people wanted. I think people showed people that they could relate to John Cleese a little bit more. Right. Because it was like Karate Kid Three. There was kind of like a throwaway line thing. You know, with Terry Silver was saying I think to Daniel and Mr. Miyagi that he was never. It was wasn't always like this. So it was kind of good to see the backstory because even Darth Vader got a backstory and he's. Pretty much the Darth Vader, you know, right? Eighties movies and, and and whatnot. I know there's always talk, you know, they want to extend this show as long as possible, maybe potential spinoffs. Do you see like a young Kreese like TV show? Oh, I mean, it'd be it'd be amazing. I mean, I yeah. one, I would be happy that they just created it, you know, for people yeah. in the world, be incredible. And then, right, if somehow I was involved with that, would be just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, uh, Barrett Carnahan who plays young Kreese, he and I have become, you know, good right. friends through this whole experience and do we joke about it all the time we're like yeah. oh it'd be so great if we could we could throw down again somewhere yeah. time right. you know, see the inception who knows maybe we become buddies i don't know yeah uh it would be incredible i mean i think i think people would love that i mean would you right. like to see a john crease spin-off I, I would love to see anything in, the, in this franchise i mean they they've done such a good job i mean because there's so many like bad reboots and remakes and you know every week there's another one announced this one went in such a completely different direction and it nailed it like in, in every you know facet my family yeah. pretty much we watched all different shows this was really the only show that the whole family sat down and watched together you know yeah, my wife and I really, yeah exactly you know I saw the first Karate Kid in the theaters you know I, my son my daughter would show the movies and now they love all the young characters you know the Miguel's the you know Robbie's you know Sam's all of them and yeah. well, we appreciate you know the throwback characters coming on so the show really is for everybody it is it's very special and it's so yeah. rare to have something like that happen where that yeah. like you said the whole family can enjoy yeah. it there's bits for the adults there's bits for the younger kids i mean right. it's really it's a really special show yeah. and i you know john josh and hayden you right. know, the they're just these guys are these guys are magicians man they just yeah. create magic right so like when your father got the call that they were actually gonna you know reboot this and they wanted him yeah. like back what was like his reaction to this it's so funny. I was there when it happened. You know, he, right. he, he you know, my dad and I were really close. We help yeah. each other out all the time. And um, he said to me, he's like, you know, they're, they're interested in doing this like karate kid TV show and they want to do it on YouTube. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And I was right. like, what is it, like a spoof or something? Yeah. And um, we didn't really know. And it was funny. And then obviously, you know, he met with the creators and they, they explained what it would be. And yeah. It was just, I think it was really enticing for a lot of people, right. you know, it was really, it was really interesting. And I think it was a, it was a great opportunity for them to kind of revisit these characters and maybe, 
maybe polish them off in a way that they, you know, wanted to in certain ways. You know, right. I mean, my dad, Billy, and God, I'm so sorry, these notifications are so loud. I'm trying That's to right. figure <laughs> popular. Um, and uh, they, you know, they really care about these characters. Right. Uh, you know, Ralph, Billy, and my dad, and, and they're very, you know, near and dear to their hearts. And yeah. they want to make sure that, you know, these characters are not tarnished in any way. So right. this opportunity came about. I think they were really happy that it was done in a way that was uh, my cat, uh, done in a way that was, you know, very special right. and um, also done with a lot of integrity. Yeah. And it's like everything they've done, you know, bringing back older characters, it's not just for fan service. Like every character they bring back has a, you know, a, a part in the story to move it forward. It's not just like, oh, we're bringing yeah. this person back for rating or whatever. It's just, it's a real reason why they're bringing these characters yeah. back. Yeah. They and again to the writers, they they care yeah. so much about the story right. and they honor every character so well. Like even in season three, when you know when Daniel goes to to uh, Okinawa, yeah. like it was beautiful. Yeah. Like it was like it was tear jerking almost. Right. You know. Yeah. So how like your part in the in, in the show? Did you have to keep it wraps to like under wraps to, like in people you know? Oh, and how yeah. how hard was that? Was so I had to like I had to keep my mouth <laughs> shut for so long. Right. Uh, Barrett and I both. Yeah. Uh, you know joked about it all the time like oh just yeah. tell some people that we are part of this right. in the coolest way yeah um you know because i think it was one of the biggest surprises of the show was having these flashback sequences yeah. and it was hard it was hard luckily you know my dad had gone through that for season one right. he literally I'm had to sorry, yeah. like people literally thought he was dead and that he wasn't even going to be a part of the show yeah. and then obviously they revealed right. that he would be and but yeah that was definitely very hard yeah. but there was also part of it that was really cool you know, that I couldn't, that I, I knew something very cool that a lot of people would enjoy. Yeah. And so there was something special about that as well. Right. Because the show was like all in the can for a long time before it got released, right? It kept pushing back the release date, right? Oh, uh, you mean for season three? Season three, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, they went yeah. through the renegotiations with, you know, right. YouTube and Netflix. Yeah. And there was a bidding war between the networks right. and obviously Netflix won, which I think was a great decision. Yeah they have such an outreach and they're able to reach so many people right you know i think the show really got the credit and the, and the viewership that it deserved you know obviously people yeah. love the show so but, but to be honest it literally worked out perfectly because the show was on youtube season one and two were on youtube it got a buzz about it people yeah. knew about it then it went to netflix and then season one and two were released on netflix, netflix. so people could binge two seasons which is like so rare right and know? then have a couple months to worry about season three right. so and then people yeah. were already at home so they were exactly. stuck at home and wanted new shows and then four months yeah. later to have season three released yeah. it's like this is crazy it yeah. was like a titan release right yeah absolutely i know like you know obviously not having scenes with your father but you've worked with your father before you have the poster of d-day you know behind you and oh yeah yeah you know fantastic movie um you have any like projects with him coming up soon or anything you want to work on with him oh yeah he and i have um we have a we had a movie that was actually just released um uh, a few months ago uh, it was called max reload and the nether blast right. yeah smith he had a fun part in that yeah and um we have a my dad have a western that we're putting together okay. right now um which will be great and um and so the, my dad and i always have projects coming up where we're working together which is just we, we love working together we have a great right. time we laugh we help each other out and artistically yeah. it's really fun to like work with your dad yeah and you know, obviously we have our own individual projects that we do but right. we just so enjoy working together when we can yeah how much like I want to say like influence does he have on you? Like, or do you go to him for advice? Does he like, just ask, give you advice? Just 
without asking for your permission? Like, how is that like uh, dynamic between the two? Uh, It's a bit of both because I I try to individuate myself and I also want to use his expertise and his, his, um, you know, his knowledge. Um, I mean, he's been in the business for what, 50 years or whatever he's got, you know, so, um, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, take a fresh approach to it. And then I like to come to him as well to, for his opinions on, you know, what do you think of this kind of, what do you think of the script? What do you think of, you know, is this written properly, you know, and uh, you know, he's always very honest and, you know, it's nice to have that. And then he does, we do the same for each other. You know, Um, he did this movie, which I was a part of too called VFW. I don't know if you, yeah. Yeah. So when he first got the script for that, I mean, he thought it was this crazy, bloody, you know, horror flick. And I was like, God, this movie is fantastic. People want to see you kick ass like this. You yeah. need to do this movie. And he was like, all right, all right. And then, you know, it turned out incredible. And he had the best time with Stephen Lang and, yeah. and William Sadler. It was incredible. They all become good friends. And it yeah. was just, you know, it's like kind of stories like that, you know? Right. Yeah, because your father has such a presence on screen, whether it's a cameo or, you know, like a leading role. He's, oh, there, there's a movie um, he did, it was called Traded. With yeah, Michael, Michael Pere and like yeah. you know, he did a quick cameo, but it was just like the presence he's in. It just like, you know, Thank he commands you. the screen. So it's um, Thank you. yeah, it's great. So like your home, what do you watch? Like, you oh, know, I you watch know, everything. Yeah, everything. I love I love, you know, Marvel movies. Yeah. I love intense dramas like True Detective. You know, I love period pieces like I love Down Abbey, right. um, you know, uh, I love, I, I watch so much. I, I, I watch stuff on the History Channel, um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's endless. I love to, I love to take everything in com- great comedies, you yeah. know, um, Arrested Development. I mean, it just literally, the, the gamut is huge. Yeah, there's too much to watch now. That's the thing you have, you got to have like a full-time job just watching TV. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You got to like be sitting in traffic and just have your phone in the car and just, yeah. and I'm not saying I do that or anybody yeah, else should. No, of course not, yeah. Like that's where it's going. You're just gonna be swiping like this on your windshield to yeah. get to the next movie you want. Right. Because I, I used to, you know, commute like 90 minutes each way on the train into New York City for work. Now I've been home for work since last March. Yeah. I don't have the time anymore to watch TV. It's like I know. that was it's my time. Crazy. There's so much. There's so it's much unbelievable. Yeah. Or if I like I'm watching Your Honor. I don't know if you've seen that with. Uh, Brian yeah, I know Brady. it. Yep. Yeah, it's great. When I try to watch my wife, but you fall asleep, and I, I try to wait for her. To watch it, but like, I can't. So I'm like so far behind. Like, do I just watch? Yeah, it's almost perfect yeah. that like Cobra Kai is like 30 minutes because you exactly. can get your fix and then keep going. Yeah, right. So I had Sean Keenan on last week, and we were oh, talking about nice. yeah, nice. he's great. Sean and I are buddies. He's great. Yeah, his series Studio City, which was is yeah. fantastic, but it's great because every episode's no more than 15, 16 minutes long. I got it done in an afternoon, so yeah. it's great. So you can just binge on that. So. I tried to like get some info out of him on whether he's going to be in season four, but he wasn't talking. So <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. had that nice little piece in season three, which I thought was great. Yeah, I know it was it was really good. But um, so what do you what do you got working on now? I got a movie I'm doing in uh, in Nevada that's coming up, um, and then I have another film for Lifetime that I did called Recipe for Abduction. Uh, right. Really good, but that's a thriller that's going to be really really fun. Excited for people to see that. And then uh, I have a couple other projects in the works. And then uh, I have another uh, project can't really get into too much detail about, us, but yeah. there's, there's some really good stuff going on. Right. So you have recipe for abduction. You have the Christmas on the menu. So a lot of food uh, 
influence, I guess, right? But it's so funny that 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 someone else said on another interview, they're like, you're doing all these movies based around food. And I, yeah. I was talking about Christmas on the menu. Right. And then I was talking about Recipe for Abduction. And I literally, I laughed so hard because I was like, I never thought I'd be doing all these movies that are about food. Next, I'm going to be yeah. doing like a, like some action movie about like some restaurant that gets blown up and I got to yeah. save the family or something. Timoli Wars or whatever or something like that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. World War Three. there's a food shortage. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll star in the first, you know, Food Network original movie or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be amazing. I like that'd that. That'd be great, yeah. That's but hilarious. Then, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we'll see you somewhere else in the... Cobra Kai franchise. But Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram and, and Twitter at Jesse Cove. I'm very active on there. I love communicating with my fans and I, you know, I really appreciate you watching Cobra Kai and uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, season four, I know will be amazing. And a special thanks to Jesse for joining me today. If you have a guest suggestion, hit me up on Twitter at the first one nine or like the page of my youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not our problem. Shows on SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com for all your merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, phone cases. They're all there. A new episode comes out every week. Stay safe, everybody. We'll see you next week.